Chapter 25 of The Dawn of Medieval Europe, 476 to 918 by J. H. B. Masterman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. The Dark Ages. The name The Dark Ages, which is often applied to the whole of the period covered by this volume, is specially applicable to the ninth century. Yet, in the obscure records of the time, we can see how the outlines of medieval Europe are shaping themselves. In place of the union of Western Europe into one empire, national divisions begin. The Middle Kingdom dissolves into the independent kingdoms of Bozo and Rudolf, and the debatable land of Lotharingia, and under Louis III it seemed as though Italy also might become a kingdom, self-contained and united. In the West, the old Latin world absorbs its conquerors, and the very name Frank becomes the title of a Romance people, showing little trace of their semi-Teutonic ancestry. The Eastern Kingdom, on the other hand, becomes more definitely Teutonic, and finds its strength in the less Romanized Saxons and Bavarians, between whom, though common danger held them together, a deep-seated antagonism existed. But these new nations were not organized for common action, and the practical work of defense was left to each local baron in his own district. What was needed was a body of horsemen ready at any moment to ride out in pursuit of Norse or Magyar plunderers, and for the supply of these he naturally turned to the smaller landowners of his gau. So there grew up a new relationship between the smaller freemen and the local noble a relationship expressed in the idea of homage by which the overlord undertook to defend his vassal and the vassal became the man of the overlord as a result of this the obligation of military service gradually became attached to the ownership of land and a new social order based on land grew up in western europe meanwhile the poorer people must have suffered incalculably from the raids that destroyed their homes and swept away their harvests all provision for the future seemed useless and all attempts at self-improvement were discouraged the mass of the peasantry in western europe sank to the condition of serfs whose miserable hovels clustered around the castle of the overlord for the castle is the one architectural creation of the ninth century built originally as places of refuge to which the population could fly when viking or magyar appeared they gradually became strongholds from which some local baron tyrannized over the countryside. The church, while gaining in material prosperity, declined in moral influence. Great ecclesiastics were statesmen and often warriors. The age of missionaries and saints was for the time over. Though the Slavs of the East were gradually acquiring some civilization, little missionary work had as yet been done among them meanwhile the nobles acquired for their children or followers the titles and revenues of bishoprics and abbeys so that lay abbots abounded whose only relation to the abbey was a vague duty of defending it and a definite claim on its revenues but though the monasteries where laymen often stored their wealth under the protection of the church suffered greatly from the attacks of the northmen the lamp of learning did not wholly go out even in these troublous times at some of the great monastic centres such as fulda st gall 
old corbet orleans and reims the monastic schools were kept alive and the beginnings of german literature are to be found in the translations and paraphrases of portions of the bible provided by the monks of this period in the general breakdown of authority in the ninth century the claims of the papacy were steadily advancing the false decretals first appear during this century and some of the popes of the time were energetic in maintaining the claims to which these decretals seemed to give their sanction the most notable of the popes of the ninth century was nicholas the first eight fifty eight to eight sixty seven who not only humbled king lothair but also asserted the supremacy of the pope over the archbishops of ravenna cologne treves and even the great hankmar of reims nicholas is also associated with the beginning of the schism between the roman and byzantine churches which grew out of a disputed succession to the patriarchate of constantinople one of the candidates photius appealed to the roman court and a long contest ensued in the course of which the pope ranged himself on the side of photius's antagonist ignatius the question was complicated by a dispute about the newly founded bulgarian church which claimed the right to transfer its allegiance from the patriarch of constantinople to the pope but behind all immediate causes of dispute lay the larger question of the claim of the popes to supremacy over the whole church a claim that the byzantine church declined to admit for nearly two hundred years the relation between the two churches remained undetermined till the final completion of the schism in ten fifty four at the beginning of the tenth century the first step in the direction of church reform was taken by the establishment in nine eleven of the monastery of cluny in burgundy on land granted by william duke of upper aquitaine to berno abbot of baume who was already known as a monastic reformer the history of how this grain of mustard seed became a great tree belongs to the succeeding century in nine eighteen europe still had nearly a century of strife to face before the forces of order gained a hardly won victory over the dangers of the time but with the accession of henry the fowler in germany the foundation of cluny and the rise of fortified strongholds along every river valley of western europe the darkest hour was past and the period of restoration had begun end of chapter twenty five recording by pamela nagami in encino california march two thousand eighteen end of the dawn of medieval europe four seventy six to nine eighteen by j h b masterman